The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Talking about time, so it's like, why can't I be in the present? It's kind of like, now I'm anticipating the future, <laughs> because it's going to be good. <laughs> but, you know, that's how I felt. Great. Thank you, Sophie. Other thoughts? What came up for you? Aversion, bliss, happiness, all is welcome. Everything is welcome. Well, at first I... It was this amazing experience to have this invitation to go from now and this, this arc of time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then <laughs> I guess I took my regrets with me because on my deathbed I felt peaceful, but I also realized that I had regrets. And so, and then I also recognized that I, it was okay, I could be peaceful with my regrets. Mm. Well, then when I came back to now, here, mm-hmm. and shared with my uh, partners, um, I also realized I can re- let go of those regrets right now. Mm. So it felt like a big gift. Lovely. Thank you for sharing that. I'm not, I'm not sure that what I'm thinking I can say very clearly, but I'm going to try. I had um, an experience of... I had a sense that I'd stepped into the future of my life. Um, kind of like a premonition that there was something that was going to happen. And it didn't, I didn't have the sense that it was... Um, Like it, I had a sense that it was very really it was going to happen. Um, more like a psychic kind of vision of something that was going to occur. Um, and I've, I've had things like that happen quite a lot. And I'm kind of curious in relationship to time um, around. Um, kind of present existence and future existence and the value of um, the value of having a sense of knowing what's happening what's going to happen that wasn't a very clear question I I have a curiosity around psychic capacity so if I understand what you're alluding to clearly um, what arose for you seemed like a vision and perhaps a psychic vision and the question that you're bringing in 
is the value or help me help me understand more uh, the value and I think there's something for me in well I guess there's something in me that's knowing the value of it but what mm-hmm. is the value there's right. some value um, how, how can I how can I use that in a valuable way yeah yeah okay yeah um yeah, thanks for clarifying that. It's interesting, especially with a, with um, a deathbed or, or, or death contemplation. We are going to die. There is no question about it. Every person in this room is going to die. It's just the question of when. So knowing that we are going to die, so how do we live? How do we use our time? So um, whether or not a psychic vision of when it happens or how it happens it's a matter that it is going to happen and that's a known yeah it wasn't it wasn't actually of me dying it was more about things happening in my life right 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 yeah yeah um in in So, so with visions of things happening, we can never be sure, right, whether they're visions or um, um, whether they're true or not. And in some way, maybe it doesn't matter because all we have um, control over is right now in this moment. That's all we have. So how to use visions of the future yeah. in service of the present. Yeah, yeah. So it becomes interesting, right? Because if the if the vision of the future uh, inspires um, qualities of heart and mind that are helpful, skillful, uh, compassion, love, insight, then wonderful. Then they're empowering. But if the same visions are used in a way to bring up fear uh, or dread or sorrow, or sadness, or whatever it is, then it's, it's not helpful. Because then the present moment is not being lived as spaciously, with as much um, depth of the heart and mind as possible. So it really depends. It can, with anything, it depends. It really depends how the mind takes the effect of those visions to affect the present moment. And that really depends on you. Similarly, say with the with the con- with death contemplation, uh, for many people it's very powerful and it brings up a sense of of determination to live life aligned with their highest intentions as lovingly as possible. For some people, it might bring up nihilism, like oh, I'm going to die anyway, so I don't care what I'm going to do. Right? It just depends, right? What what it's going to bring up? It's the same vision, but but it could be put to to wholesome use or not. So I leave that up to you. Stan, it's coming. At a uh, sangha that uh, I belong to last Wednesday, we had a uh, long description of, of death and where the teacher started out talking about you have uh, cancer you have six months to live and then sort of gently working through until the very 
till the very end. Uh, and the thing that came up there, and also with this contemplation this afternoon, was uh, total letting go, just letting everything go. And as that comes back to the present moment, for me anyway, letting go is, you know, just let everything go, let all. I have a tendency to be very invested in being right about things. And it's very important for me to let that go and realize that as time goes by, all of my ideas change, you know, and they're not necessarily any different than anybody else's ideas who also change. So anyway, that's what I have to say. Thank you. It's the ultimate practice in letting go. Death is. Um, so, I'm interested to ask Bhante a question, actually. Um, so, my own experience is that I recently did the course here on old age sickness and death. So, on one hand, I'm getting rid of things because we have too much stuff around the house. So, practically preparing for the fact that I'm not going to be here forever, of course. Um, but I'm interested to know if in the Buddhist teaching the anticipation of future lives affects how you operate now or how I should operate now. I mean, I'm operating assuming the, my mortality and I'm going to do the best I can every day and practice the teachings. If I believed in other lives, would that change the way I operate now? It really depends. Like uh, the idea there, huh, to have uh, uh, to have the perspective of uh, uh, future life is not to. Pardon me. Uh, well, yes, I think so. Oh, it's loud enough. No? So. The idea here to have the perspective of the next life in uh, our vision of, uh, of life itself is just to make us realizing that there is a kind of continuum somewhere. Huh? And uh, then, if we believe in that, or if we agree to see that, to include that in our perspective, then we have also to acknowledge the realization or we have to come to an understanding that life is also functioning as a conditioned process related to causes. So it's, it's, it's all a, con, a kind of causal type of thing. So if we are looking really to experience, we see that what we are doing, like, like you were, a few of you were talking, okay, now when you see the time of your death, but then you let go. Huh? You let go and then you are no, much, no, no more attached. So this refers to the attitude we have in regard to what we cannot change. But also the fact of uh, realizing that, uh, well, if now I am on my deathbed and uh, I am worrying or I have regret, then is, uh, is there some kind of peace? So regret and remorses can be uh, 
helpful, can be constructive by allowing us to change what we can change. And what we can change, we cannot change the past, we can just change the present moment. So that realization that, okay, now the past is gone, I cannot do anything about it, but I am getting the effect of what I have been doing. So knowing that, then we see, we, we, we take the, the responsibility somehow of our actions, what we are doing, what we are thinking, what we are seeing, by way of the effect that these actions are going to bring to our mind. So that uh, if we were to die at the end of the afternoon, or I mean, any time, we will be ready because we have put our life in a direction that will not bring these types of uh, uh, feedback. Huh? So it, it is important to realize that type of uh, relationship with actions and then the consequences of uh, all these actions. So... Uh, if we believe in, in, in future life, then we see that uh, like it, it was also uh, put as a question, is it important or is it necessary to believe in a future life or not? And then the, the conclusion that was given in regard to that is that, uh, well, if you believe in a future life, and then also if you acknowledge the, the possibility of, uh, of uh, having the results of your actions, then, then you will be motivated to do good, good things. Because you see, well, if I'm not doing good things, then uh, I'm just going to have the, 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 the result of that in, in the future. So then the, it, this can be a motivation for you just to just to do the best that you can. And then when next life is coming, then also you will get also the result. But if you were not to give so, so much importance or so much credit to the possibility of the next life, then still you, will, you, you, you can be motivated to, uh, to do good things. But uh, I think, I think the, the, the point with uh, the Buddhist belief in the next life is not to postpone what you can do or, or to think that, okay, now I'm going to live forever and then it's go so nice, life is so nice, I'm doing... Huh? It's just to see that it's a causal process huh? and also it's a, it's a continuity that keeps us uh, going through the cycle of, uh, of life and birth. So the thing also is that uh, it will make us more and more realizing that what is important in what we are doing, what is important also in regard to what, we will, what will be the result of what we are doing is the quality of our mind when we are making such actions. So the results that we are getting is actually something uh, uh, subjectively uh, internal. Huh? So the happiness or, or things like this, it's, it's, not, it's not that you work and then you, you end up, you know, uh, dying with a full bank account. It's, some, it's not like that. It's, it's, the, it's the effect that what we have done brings to ourselves. So is it a little bit what you were wanting to clarify? Exactly. Thank you. It was good. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I, I like, I like the, you know, the two comments. The, all your comments are good, huh? because when we reflect about life, about death, then we let go. Huh? Then we say, okay, now I cannot change that. I mean, it's just the doctor. I mean, they say that it's ending up, no? And then we cannot be young again. Or we cannot also uh, keep the life going when the time has come. 
So that type of thing, letting go, somehow is uh, is bringing us a kind of uh, happiness or a kind of uh, of uh, satisfaction because this is just what it is, and then we let go of actually the craving and all the attachments that we that 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 we have in general to uh, to what has to come or what we are expecting to come. But also, uh, it brings us the importance of. Uh, the present moment, so it, bring, it, it brings us a little bit more of, uh, of value to what we are now, what we are doing now. So the, the, that type of contemplation uh, intensifies the appreciation of, uh, of the life itself. And then also, it may also, like uh, that, that type of perspective may also uh, suggest uh, us what would be the most important thing that we would have liked to, to have done when we pass away. Like giving priority, it will, it will remind us to find for ourselves what will be the priority in relation to that life, my life. Why did I come to, why did we come to, to live? All of us will find a different meaning. That's good. Huh? But to remind ourselves, okay, now what was the purpose of my life, and then what would have, uh, what, uh, what would have, have been happy to have, just to have done? Hmm? And sometimes we don't need to have a very big, you know, huge projects of things. It's more the quality by which we are doing the things that is going to be determinant in regard to the satisfaction that we are going to experience. Um, can you say more about this quality thing? Because what I'm struggling with uh, is when I do this contemplation, I think of something that is important for me to have done. And uh, then my normal mind <laughs> would be thinking, okay, now I have to achieve this. But I find there is a tension in this with wanting to achieve and not accept the present. See, like when I saw myself on the deathbed, there was something that I did that I don't have today, that I'm motivated to do. Yes. But is it that I'm not satisfied with the present? Yes, but the, the unsatisfaction would be different. Mm. Huh? Otherwise, we don't have plans. Otherwise, we don't have motivation. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm completely confused now. Yes, like, but what also, is this yes, but also about? if we put, if, if, if you have a big plan, a big project that is going to make, that, that is going to require a few years to achieve, if you are told that you have a cancer, then in six months you are going to pass away. Well, you will be on your deathbed with, uh, you know, not even half of your project uh, uh, completed. So then will there be satisfaction or not? I think according to your descriptions, the satisfaction is, is, will be there. Because that reflection on death brought you the, 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 the attitude of, of letting go. Because you cannot, you, you, there are things that the, it's beyond yourself. Huh? Mm -hmm. So my, 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 my idea here is that uh, uh, the reflections on death gives us a wider perspective of life and also opens up some dimensions to which we can uh, uh, retract in regard to what we are involved. 
Uh, and then that type of retraction from these uh, activities gives us also uh, that type of, uh, of uh, quality that will, that will help us you know, direct uh, our life in the appropriate way. And then it's not, it's not necessarily the achievement, the achievement that will be necessary, but the quality by which we will be uh, doing these things. So basically, you're saying if you're in a harmonious relationship with whatever it is that you're dealing with, yeah. that that's more important than what you're dealing with. In other words, if I have a project that I'm trying to complete, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I haven't completed it, even though I want to complete it, if, if I can be in harmony or in relationship with that in a way that doesn't have me knocked off balance, so to speak, yeah. that that's more important than having completed the project. Yes. yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes, this is what I am saying, because uh, actually in life, I mean, we can, we, you, can, you don't need to agree with that, but uh, I think that uh, what is important in life is uh -huh. not necessarily what we are doing, but how we are doing it. Because we cannot all have big projects and uh, achieve uh, great things. So the quality we are able to do with what we can do is what is most important. So then it, come, it, come back, it comes back to, to, to that. So whether we really achieve it or not, it's the motivation that has kept us alive and then doing, right. doing good things. Right. Huh? And then also without that motivation, then we're just there and then we're just waiting for, for you know, the, 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 the time to, to take us away or to be cremated. Yes, yes, or, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, so embedded in, in this, I'm hearing that it doesn't really, what you're pointing to as being the most important thing is not what a person achieves in their life, their status or whatever they think about themselves or other people think about them, but the way that they are in relationship to their actual experience. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it comes back, it comes back again to, to the idea of, of kamma. That means kamma as an action, and also actions, of course, uh, express with, uh, with the body, express with the, with the speech, and also express with the mind, but the actions motivated by the volition. So in Buddhism, as you know, uh, kamma is actually the volition that motivates these actions. And that's why if we want to be free from suffering, it doesn't mean that we are uh, stopping from uh, getting involved in karma or seeing that karma, you know, actions are bad and then, okay, now non-anxious is, is much better. Huh? The point with the, with the Buddhist uh, theory is that uh, we are using karma, we are using actions in a way that will help us getting out of the cycle of, uh, uh, of unhappy uh, type of destiny and also craving of, 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 of future uh, rebirth. But the rebirth in the, in, in the sense of, uh, of an individual uh, suffering. And, and just to follow up on the question that uh, was posed a few minutes ago, um, <coughs> 
In terms of rebirth, can you say a little bit more about the the way that uh, Buddhists hold this idea of rebirth? What is it that gets reborn? It's not really. Yes, like I will, I will try to be brief. Huh? Yes. So, in the <laughs> because it's an old topic, you know. So, definitely in Buddhist cosmo- in the Buddhist cosmology, you have many planes of existence, yes. huh? right? So they say that once you yeah, once you pass away, then there is a rebirth in these planes of uh, of existence. Huh? But also in the Buddhist philosophy, you have what is called. Uh, uh, Avachara, that means uh, the sphere, or it's, it's a sphere, and then it's a mental, sp- it's a mental sphere. Mm-hmm. So this sphere relates to actually planes of existence. So, so the, the, you have, we have different planes of existence that may be in space somewhere, or, or, or mm-hmm. but also, but also we have the sphere in which uh, these planes of existence are 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 connected. So this this sphere of existence are within ourselves and relates to the quality of our mind. So it's like a radio. So we have many, uh, many, how to say, channels. We have many channels. So all kinds of channels we will have there. So these are, are the, the, sphere of ex- the, the sphere of existence. Uh, so we have, a, a, you know, you, you, you get it, no? I do. Huh? No, so no. then, the, so with our radio, I mean, with the with the mind, then we generate a type of energy that will connect uh, itself to this sphere of existence. So the more and more we get connected with this sphere of existences, then uh, then after after death, then we get. Uh, we get a rebirth in these planes of existence. Like the, when you are practicing a lot of metta, huh, then you are, like a, you are like an angel. So although you are on the human plane, your mind is on the sphere of the devas. Huh, but you are a human people, a human person. But if you are just doing all kinds of nasty things, you may be a human being, but your, your, the, 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 the sphere in which your mind is operating is like an animal. So, so then when, when, the, when the, the death is coming, then these things are coming up, and then the momentum that has been built up with your, with your life propels you in these uh, different uh, planes of existence. So uh, just one more thing. Um, <clears throat> so what is it that gets reborn? This question that comes up all the time, if there's no self, what is it that gets reborn? Well, it depends what you see, what, like uh, no self. Uh, no self in the sense that uh, if we look at what, what, how will you define yourself? It's just, it's just a question of definition. So we, we could say, you know, there is a self. Like your name is Robert, and then you wear this, and you have this type, you have this age, and uh, so somehow we could say, oh, no, this is yourself. But if we look at what we are calling Robert or we are calling Nikki or, 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 or Jagger. It's just, it's just a process. It, they are just, uh, it's just mind and matter. So, phenomena themselves are just a process. They are just, it's just energy, in the, in the in the in the field in the plane of of human, uh, in the plane of human existence. So, the, in that sense, there is no self. Huh? But uh, that energy, whatever is happening now, 
like as a process, then this is the, the proportion is going to be there. So in the future, there, I mean, as much as there is a self or no self now, in that much there will be self or no self in the future. So it's delicate, like in no self, it doesn't mean that you don't exist and that uh, we should get rid of personality or, or of uh, individuality. It's just that this very individuality, this very personality is a, is a concept that is built, you know, uh, for conventional purpose, because if we don't have a name, if we say, no, I'm just a field of energy or just, a, uh, just uh, you know, bubbles, then we are not able to function. So that's all. Thank you. Uh, tiniest tack on to that. Uh, a late member of this saga, Cheryl Gassner, once voiced her opinion to me. She said, what gets reborn is your bad habits. So I like that. Well, why and why not your your good habits? Yeah. Why why will not your good habits be be reborn? Maybe it's like this. Of course, I'm just guessing. We talk about hot and cold. Yeah. There's really no such thing as cold. Yeah. There's only heat. Yeah. Energy. Yeah. But we perceive cold yeah. as being less heat. Yeah. So maybe it's like that with uh, what gets reborn. Um, what, what has the power to be propelled into the next lifetime is this. Yes, uh. but, 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 uh, well, but why, why will they be bad? Like, could we not say in a more simple way that, uh, what, is, that what will get reborn is just habits, whether they are good or bad? You know, that's, that's another yeah. very good <laughs> idea. And, of course, I don't know what the truth is. Well, this is it. So it's, even if you are, even if you have very bad, if you, even if you have good, very good habits, then then see if there is also a rebirth. Oh, I, I like that. But but then, if you have the best habits, yeah, the very, very <laughs> best, why then do you not get reborn? Yes. Why, why does it end? Yes. If if, if your habits become perfection is uh, what will make the thing ending, like a, a bad, a good habits and then really perfect habits is, I mean, what we could call a real, real good karma, huh? right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I say that uh, what the Buddhists say is that uh, we are using karma to get rid of karma. Huh? So then we are building up a good habits so that we get more clear and then we get more happy. So this is very important. But that's not all. What has to be combined with these actions is, the, is the, the right view. That means the perspective you have about that, the understanding you have about the dynamic of life. And then that perspective, that understanding, brings us a kind of letting go and a kind of non-identification with the, with the whole thing. And this is the clue. Like we are just developing good habits so that our life is more clear, more balanced, and also we get more contented and more happy. But the understanding, and then the understanding that we, that we get brings us more and more detachment. And that detachment is what will give us the possibility to be liberated. Because we cannot, it's not like when we get liberated, we die, or, or when, when we get liberated, we don't do anything anymore. No, if there is liberation, actions will still be there, life uh, will still be there, but the attitude we we'll have towards it will be completely different. So I thought we were drifting off into another imponderable, but what you just said makes, makes sense, I understand. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. What, 
What is the what is time in the sphere? In the in the, in the sphere in the in the sphere. What yes. how is time functioning? So that's why also like uh, we say that it's a kind of a subjective representation of life of phenomena. Huh? So if we take the different sphere of existence, the, the different planes of existence, like uh, also science will say that uh, no, the, depending on your situation uh, in relation to the earth gravity, huh? then the time will be different. Huh? So then there is a kind of uh, obvious relativity because, because the clocks that function at the same beat when they are at the same level, you know, atomic, very precise clocks, if you elevate one, then because of the rotation, and the, the, the time will be different. That means not the time, the, the way that the, the change are occurring. Huh? So somebody who gets reborn in another plane of existence will be on another, on another, on another uh, field of gravity. And then, in some uh, planes of existence, then life is just, it just lasts for thousands and millions of years. You are happy about that, no? No, I, I get it. Yeah, yes. Okay, but, but nevertheless, however long the life is coming, then there is an end. Huh? This is the problem. <laughs> But definitely, the, the, the time will be relative according to the, to, the, uh, to the plane of existence in which you are. And also the subjective perception of that changes of that life will also be different. Like we see like animals, they, I mean, if you, if you are to be in the consciousness of an animal, then maybe, the, you know, or an insect that is living only one day, then for the insect, it's just like a, it's just like a whole life, and then the perception of time will be very different. But the the the, the change also that that can occur with the with the material body in these spheres are, are different. Pante, so I once uh, had <clears throat> listened to a talk that Ajahn Sumedho gave about um, a deva realm lasting could be 84,000 years or 84 million years yeah. but he, his comment and sort of half joking was that could go by pretty quick if it was unmitigated bliss <laughs> and the thing that makes life time in human realm time is some of the suffering and the difficulties it's not unmitigated bliss most yes. of the time yes this is true this is true like also not only that, but if you are, like this is the, the planes of the devas, but uh, if we are to look at the planes of the gods, the big gods, like the, the Brahma, huh? so people are reborn there, or I mean, they are existing because of the power of the mind, the, the purity of their mind, that has been supported by jhanic practice. Huh? So when they are in these planes, uh, uh, the time, they, it's almost timeless, and then, uh, you know, uh, centuries just go by because the mind is so pure, and the mind is not uh, is not bounded with uh, all the, of these uh, difficulties. That's uh, that, that's so. It's a kind of subjective relativity in regard to uh, uh, to the experience. Like like when we are and when we have good me- when we sometimes we have good meditation, uh, then the time will fly just like uh, as the, in the same way as when we are in love or when we are really doing the work that is fascinating for us. There is no time there. So the meditation can bring us that type of quality, and uh, that uh, quality of mind can be also seen in these uh, planes of existence.
maybe we should have a break, huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> break. Huh? So we may we may have a break for ten, fifteen how long? Fifteen minutes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah.